that was 16 going on 17 from The Sound of Music. Very creepy, very strange. Um, mm. Wow, just, Rogers and Hammerstein, they do so many, because like they also wrote um, I've Grown Accustomed to Her Face, of course. Did so, they? Sorry? Yeah, what? They also, grew, um, they also wrote the song <laughs> that we played and this. discussed before. Have, I, have yes. I done three Rogers and Hammerstein musicals and not even realised it? Oh, wait, sorry. No, what am I saying? No, that's yeah. the next one, probably. Oh, they're they doing did, afterwards. No, they did Oklahoma. Yes, that's right. Oh, whoops. I don't think they did um, My Fair Lady. <laughs> yeah, they, no, they did. Did, did they? they? No, I don't oh, think they did. Oh, no. My mistake. This is so unprofessional. I was confusing it with the song that we're... Someone back check. Just like, I can't believe you don't know enough about the <laughs> Anyway, they definitely did this one, though. Um, so, so yes. yeah, if you've just tuned into mm. the radio and you're a bit mm. confused as to why the sound mm. of music is playing, mm. you're like, "Why are the hills alive?" It's, be- <laughs> <laughs> it's, be- <laughs> it's because uh, this is questionable love song dedications, and we're doing a special musicals episode where we're talking about weird love songs from musicals that we all love, so we can ruin it for all of you who are listening. Um, just a fun, fun theoretical fact about that song, because uh, Roger and Hammerstein, Rogers and Hammerstein, are really sort of like amazing musical masters they used uh, a theoretical term called lyrical irony in that song um to make rolf seem like a massive weirdo and creep yeah because he's the one being like i'm so smart i'm so mature i'm so cool i know more than you when really it's liesel who's the most mature and smart and intelligent person in this conversation which makes rolf come off as really really strange and weird That's like hmm. one thing that's difficult with musicals because yeah. they do it so often. Yeah, that, that, like, yeah that's why I said sure I said that you, at yeah. the start of the show because so many of these amazing composers just put this in like on purpose. Yeah. Hmm. Like they're like, oh, you know, this is to make fun of some kind of political movement or to make some... Yeah, you know, like hmm. to, to make... To reverse social norms or something. I'm going to chuck this hmm. in just to, you know, be like, haha, isn't that funny that guys yeah. do this all the time? Yeah. It's not it's like... Commentary, it's yeah. not like this is what I think pe- men are like. You know, it's yeah. sort of mm. like, what am I saying here? It's sort of, um, <laughs> it vibe. is exactly what people are like. He's, they're reflecting that in their musicals. So when yeah. people see it, they go, oh my God, I'm a bit like that. Isn't that funny? Isn't that interesting? Yeah, what mm. such commentary. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, Pretty much. But yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're not meant to take what Liesl is saying literally because yeah, don't forget like when she first meets Maria again, not the Maria that's in the studio with us today, <laughs> um, Julia Maria von Trapp. Um, she says she's 16 years, like I'm 16 years old. I don't need a governess. Um, so I mean, obviously she's already she, a strong, independent woman. She don't mm. need no. You don't man. need no Rolf. <laughs> yeah. Although she kind of, well, she flips off like a little yeah, bit about that. Like she's not a child, yeah. but she's obviously you know. She's in a really yes. hard traditional stage. <laughs> yeah, guys. pretty it's much. Just a face, mum. Because then she says that she does need a governess. So that she that she was wrong. Yeah. So, but she needs yeah. a governess. She doesn't really need a creepy oh, boy. Oh, I know. This is this is very <laughs> different. She doesn't need a Nazi. No. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah he mm. yeah he he thinks he can come off mm. as like really good guidance, generally. Mm. Like he's like I can be. I, I even don't think it's mainly love. It's also him just being like, I'm really smart. I'm really intelligent. I can guide you in g- generally He's through life. He's just like being like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. one year older than you. So I totally know so much more about the <laughs> so world So many than people you. are like that. I think that's yeah, the commentary. Yeah. There's so many people who are like, I'm just one year older. I know is so much. But that like also like just saying, she kind of like 
flirts with him in that way. Like, yeah. You know, like being like, oh, I'm totally unprepared of the world. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. Like, yeah. And she plays down. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, mm. like, although, like, there's lyrical irony that we all can see, she still, like, acts as a character who's, like, Bit of a damsel like, as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. she kind of, like, hints at that. Which yeah. kind of annoys me. Hmm. Like, as in she's, like, totally unprepared, am I, to face the world of men? Hmm. Hmm. Which you kind of, like, mm, like, maybe, like... Well, she is real. She really is, though. Yeah. She hasn't really had... She's really, she is quite young. Yeah. And, she, and, and everyone sort of, with that experience, really needs to take it really slowly and sort of yeah. slowly hmm. move their way in and or maybe they don't need to at all. Yeah. Um, but Rolf is really pushing her towards that side, being like, "You have to know what it's like mm. in in this in this sort of area where yeah. you're going to be surrounded by men, which isn't probably <laughs> no. always going to be the case, especially when they live in the middle of nowhere, yeah, in the yeah. Alps, in the Austrian Alps." I thought you were going to say the outback for, for a second. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the, um, the the other irony, yeah, I, other irony, of course, is that he's talking about how much of a dangerous world it is out there and how dangerous men are. Um, and and he's like, who better than a gu- man to guide you? And that's uh huh, right? Sort of like that's <laughs> you right I, now. I feel I'm feeling yeah. like you're the, the dangerous man. The only person who's mm. really like. Mm like personified like personified as like the evil guy in like the whole thing when you're like watching it it's like no the Nazi dude you know what I mean <laughs> like he's kind of like the personification of like people like the naivety being, like, of the Nazi movement yeah, is this what we're yeah, going to talk all, about yeah. Well, like, should, I don't know. Maybe we should change subjects. Maybe, like, well, but, 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 yeah, but like, remember, this is like Austria, not Germany. So I, yeah. I, I guess you're reflective of like the youth. So, well, not the whole Austrian youth at the time, but like the the ones who went to follow the Nazis, yeah. and also everyone else in in Austria who sort of welcomed them in. Yeah. Um, as opposed to many of the other countries who tried to keep them out mm. and, and failed. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because obviously that's a big part of you know, what this film is about. Like the. Um, the loss of a national identity. Yeah, mm. like invasion, even like Edelweiss. Mm. Like yeah, song. definitely. Oh, Edelweiss. That's oh, such a beautiful song. song. I know. I'm start yeah. crying in the studio now. I just, <laughs> I just started thinking about Edelweiss. It's like, yeah. it's like that song that you're just like, you're like, mm. I don't want to like react so mm. vividly, but then you do it, and then you're like, uh. yeah. I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna watch this movie soon to just mm. get up to Edelweiss and be like, no, <laughs> that's too much. <laughs> there, oh, there is one other thing I wanted to add about um. The lyrics very early in the song. So, so given that uh, you know, obviously, when you're when you're watching it, you're not necessarily watching it with the the lyrics written out in front of you. Um, and I think this might even be one of Paul's favorite parts to sing along to. Um, so <laughs> you're like, the, is it? I'm, I'm preparing myself. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, it's the it's the very start. It's um your life is an empty page that oh, men yeah. will want to write on. Um, except unusually for a musical, they don't really like enunciate that part. Usually they'd say like to write on, but they say to ride on as opposed to. So I thought they said to ride on, but they really said to ride on. Oh, you see what R-I-G-H-T? I'm saying? I thought they or meant R-I-T-E. ride. Oh, ride on. Yes, no, and then she ride. says it again. Oh, sings it again, like really essentially. Yeah, exactly. That one. But I just heard I just heard to ride on. Oh, like men will that yeah. men will want to ride yeah, on. on on that book. Um, for some I, reason, I, I thought weird. she was talking about I thought singing about herself like a, all of a sudden. Like, actually, it was like a yeah. weird like mm. innuendo. That yeah, yeah thought, same. Yeah. And I was like, that's like I it's know. a weird like what like what is this like innuendo supposed to like? Well, that, like, like you know be, what it is, but be it's so, more like yeah. a weird like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a weird it's a bit double like, entendre. Way. Like it has a few meanings that are a bit sketchy. 
yeah. sketchy. Uh huh. Because it's a book. <laughs> True. That was pretty good. But I thought she was actually saying like ride, which is right. much clearer and in the yeah. end, obviously. Makes a bit yeah. more sense now. Yeah. So yeah, enunciate as Annunciation. Yes. <laughs> Take a leaf out of my family. <laughs> um, exactly. Mm. Oh, exactly. Yes. Mm. Nice. Um, so we're going to jump from one Rodgers and Hammerstein to another one. Hmm. We're going to do I Can't Say No from Oklahoma because it's got an exclamation mark. So you have to yell it every time. It's like Riot, Arts and Crafts. You just have to yell Riot every time. True. And like a lot of musical titles like yeah. Moulin Rouge, <laughs> Wicked, <laughs> Mamma Mia. <laughs> um, so this, this little musical was released in 1943 for the stage and was also adapted to hmm. film in 1955. The musical scored a Pulitzer Prize and the movie got one Academy Award Nothing on Sound of Music's five. No, okay. well, that one, Best Picture and Best Director. And exactly. A lot of the big ones, yeah. What was the one Oscar won, by the way? Was it uh, like a, one of the big ones or was it just like a random... Like... <laughs> Fact check. <laughs> yeah. Fact check, please. Because, because I don't know. I'm saying, was it like Best Hair and Makeup? Because that's... Oh, it was probably a set mm. design or... Mm. Best... Or you have best or, oh, no, not Best Original Screenplay. Best Adapted Screenplay, perhaps. Yeah. Maybe. Original Songs. It's the Maybe. musical. Maybe. Nah, but then that... Like, I feel like Sound of Music would have that. Saying. Did they came out? The, did they both come out the same no, year? No, they're oh. ten years apart. Oh. <laughs> yeah, not in competition thinking, with like, each other. <laughs> anyway, we'll check which Oscar won uh, no, you, during like, the song. You lost from something from the future. <laughs> no. um, and when this musical came hmm. out, it was like the pinnacle of what we now call book musicals, which is like a musical where the music isn't just flashy stuff that happens between talking. The music is um, plot devices yeah. and emotive hmm. things, so you can. You don't take a break during the music. You mm. think more during the music so that when you get up to the talking parts, you're going to be like, oh, they said this in the song earlier. Yeah. Mm. This is what they're talking about now. This I'm connecting the dots and, and making narrative devices. This is great. Yeah. yeah um, so this is like, this, it's yeah. better. Yeah. Mm. This is one of the first musicals to sort of really popularize that, make it really cool to do that. Hmm. Um, Ruby, the, as you say. Ruby. <laughs> the story <Yeah>. of Oklahoma <laughs> takes place, uh, funnily enough, in Oklahoma um, in 1903. Yeah. And it has lots of cowboys and homesteads and horses and pew-pew cowboys. <laughs> um, the song takes place after a cowboy, uh, Will Parker, uh, and his soon-to-be-wedded wife, Addo Annie, have slowly been drifting apart after each other, with each other after uh, Will went on a holiday to Kansas City. As, oh, he's, as he's been away in Kansas City, um, Addo Annie has <laughs> been seeing more of another boy mm-hmm. while he's been away and is confessing her feelings uh, for this other boy to her friend, Laurie, and she's sort of like... The friend's like, you have to pick between the two. And she's like, mm-hmm. I can't. I can't oh, say no. Well. And then she sort of... <laughs> yeah. she, so yeah. the, the main song is about her supposed to be in love with Will, but he's, mm. she sort of has feelings for someone else, mm. which, yeah, gets really strange. All these so, love triangles. Yeah. All these love triangles. So, yeah, this is I Can't Say No from Oklahoma. <laughs> it's a bit of a... Yeah, again, um, I'll apologise later for people who just tuned in because this is a bit of a weird song. It's not sung very, like perfectly which is like the point of the song mm. but you know it's edgy and stuff whatever um, <laughs> half acted half singing yeah exactly sort of, yeah um but yeah this is i can't say no from oklahoma 